0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be
1: great. Okay? Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Ha Ha Okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the Season 5, Episode 4 of Love After Lockup. In this episode, Rick puts his questions on hold so he can get some, Chance flips out over uneaten pizza, Martel shames Kayla's cleanliness, Kevin and Curtis fight over Tiffany, and Indy and Harry get pulled over by the police. If you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Step one, step two, step three, step one. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O.
0: How are things going for, for you? You're in a different state, so that's always fun.
1: Yes. Um, I don't like going to colder places. Um, I thought Utah would be a colder place, but apparently, Right now, it is not a colder place. It's probably warmer than in California right now. So,
0: yeah, it's, And it's definitely warmer than it is on the East Coast right now. So <laughs> you seem to have made out here.
1: I know. It's like warm weather just follows me around. I'm okay with that. So uh, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, let me start off with uh, Taylor and Chance. So... Chance is criticizing Taylor's living and telling Taylor it's hillbilly to store cups in the lower cupboards. Taylor tries to get Bobby to leave her room and socialize, but Bobby just refuses. Chance is giving uh, Taylor a hard time about eating her pizza and just generally he's just being cranky. He then gets mad at her for not eating and the kids aren't really sure why he's acting crazy as they say. He wonders why they even ordered pizza if she wasn't hungry and has an outburst at the table. He says it's his life and he's going to speak his mind. And if you're not acting right, then you better tell him why. And if you say it's nothing, then obviously now you're a liar, too. After Chance leaves to take a shower, Bobby comes out to see if everything's okay. Taylor is feeling a little overwhelmed. Bobby thinks that it's a little too early to be arguing about something as stupid as pizza. And they both hug as Taylor tells her she appreciates her being there. In an interview, Chance tells us that he thinks prison has affected him and now he's just suspicious of people's intentions or motives. Chance later admits that he's just been stressed out because he found out his license had been revoked that day. So he attempts an apology with Taylor. They are cuddling and Taylor asks to see his prison letters and questions who else he was talking to. Chance says that she's the girl he picked and she shouldn't be jealous because obviously he had options Uh, You know, women who didn't have kids and women who had careers. Chance then turns it around to be suspicious of Taylor, and he thinks that he's just being upfront and honest about, you know, who he was talking to. He once again gets mad at her, this time for doubting him. Chance then wonders why Taylor hasn't got rid of all her pictures of her deceased ex, Jake, who is also the father of a couple of her children. Chance questions if she's having a hard time letting go. Taylor wants her kids to know that she was happy with their dad, even though he's no longer around. Chance thinks the pictures need to be taken down. All right. There were a lot of different issues here. Do you think yes. Chance at any point in this episode was being reasonable?
0: No, he definitely got the bad guy at it this time. Like he got the, uh, oh, you thought you were like this guy. Here we go. Let's show you. Yep. Let's show you the shit. Because it right. was all of it was, I mean, I think at the beginning with the pizza he had a point, and he had an idea, that he was just getting across extremely clumsily and bad. Right? He was yeah. like, basically, like, "There's something wrong. I can tell. There's something wrong because you're not eating, and uh-huh. like, I'd like to know what it was." And then when she said there isn't something wrong, it's just like he's like, "But there's clearly something wrong, right?" And so now berating her for not eating her pizza and yelling about yes. like what do we because. Do? That's what Bobby was like, well, it's 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 silly that you're arguing over pizza. And I was like, that argument wasn't about pizza. Like, I don't think right. you're not going to move forward if you don't realize that that argument was not actually about pizza. It was about yeah. like being open with each other. Now, like I said, did he handle it well? Absolutely not. No. Like, he was on to something. He was right that there was something bothering her. He just c- handled it completely wrong.
1: Well, I thought just the argument of we shouldn't have even ordered pizza was stupid in the first place because – Taylor wasn't the only one eating the pizza. You got to feed the kids. Kids yeah. need to eat.
0: Yeah. It's more like, why do we order two pizzas instead of just one? We probably could have gotten away with one pizza. But like, yes, he was eating. The kids were eating. It was like one of the people that they were feeding with this pizza wasn't eating. Um, right. Yeah. And then it, it just it, it goes downhill from there. Like it doesn't it really does kind of seem like a weird double standard and him like. Making jokes about how I have 38 female cousins. Here they all are in a row. That's who this is. That's I get to talk to them because it's weird. And he had like a weird double standard for who you got to talk to while I was in there, who I got to talk to and what happened. And I wasn't really clear what was going on there.
1: I didn't really even take it that way. I just took it that he was just like, well, I am being upfront about all the females that I have been talking to, you are a woman. You have more opportunities than me because, you know, everyone wants to talk to a woman. Not everyone wants to talk to a man. And so, you know, I don't ask about that. I trust you. Therefore, you should trust me. So that that's how I kind of interpreted his side of the argument.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of lost. And I feel like she was, too. And I definitely think this is going to be a situation where her kind of... um you know, slowness, her her her, her um tend- tendency to not speak up for herself is just mm-hmm. going to make things worse because he doesn't see that as her being nervous or being anxious about the situation. He sees that as her trying to hide stuff from him. Like, he's like, yeah. I know there's more to say and you're not saying it. And, and if she kind of stood up for herself a little bit more, like a little more forcefully, he'd be like, oh, well, she clearly actually means that. And isn't just being like, well, I guess. Hmm.
1: Well, I think the other problem is that he's a talker. And sometimes when you get people who are a little bit more thoughtful about what they say and they need a little bit more time to process what they're going to say because, you know, they don't want to just say the first thing outside of the mouth they're They get spoken over by this person who's talking circles around them. And I just see that being them. Right. Where she doesn't even have a chance to really talk. And she's also not the type of person that's going to interrupt you. She's going to yeah. wait her turn to talk. And too bad for her. Chance is never going to give her that chance to talk.
0: Right. He's going. Yeah. He, he, I, I, that's a familiar dynamic t- to me. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely someone who wants to in an argument, especially I, I definitely like I want to choose my words carefully. I want to mm-hmm. actually say what I think. Not well, not the, not the first thing that comes into my gut. The thing right. I need to process that and kind of make it out. But yes, when you take that, you hesitate. And when you hesitate, they're like, Well, I guess you're not going to say anything then. So I'm going to keep talking. Yeah. My turn.
1: Right. And it's just always your turn. I, you know, it was kind of funny to me at the beginning when uh, Taylor wasn't t- uh, eating, you know, you said it was obvious that there was something wrong. I didn't even like really pick up on that. I thought, I was like, Well, maybe she ate with Bobby earlier. Right. And that's why she's not hungry, because this is like second dinner to her.
0: Well, then. OK, but then he, his expectation would have been her to be like, oh, no, I'm really just not that hungry. I had something to eat a little bit ago with Bobby. Like that would have been that would have been something that you could say, like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're unless you're again worried that that's going to that the reason you're not hungry, the reason you're not eating is going to be something that angers him. He's going to be like, well, why did you eat with Bobby? Well, yeah. We should eat as a family. And now we're into a right. whole different thing. Right.
1: Yeah, because that's what I thought is she didn't want to tell Chance that she ate with Bobby because it's like Bobby is trying to, you know, be number one with Taylor, you know, and he doesn't like the idea that Bobby's there because then there's competition for number one, you know, and so her saying that she's going to be eating with Bobby instead. And I mean, I'm just kind of definitely implying and, you know, projecting, but you know, if she ate with Bobby, that would be a problem, you know, because it's like you should be eating your meals with your number one, me, Chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a little, that's a little strong, but I get I totally get the idea of like we're going to have a family dinner. And he tried to bring a Bobby out, and you you might be on to something because it does seem pretty clear that Bobby already ate because yeah. she doesn't want to come out and eat. He's like, right. hey, do you want something? She's like, uh, kind of opens the door and is like, no. And then like sneaks back <laughs> away. But that's weird, too. And I get I get where the dynamic is coming from because he's come on very strong with it. But it's hard to, like, make nice with somebody when you're like, they are clearly hiding from me all the time. Um, yes. This is weird and I don't like it. That makes me feel uncomfortable in my own home when, like, one person is, you know, like Nosferatu trying to sneak around the house and stay out of sight. Like, what, what right. you know.
1: But I kind of see it like uh, like a cat, you know? Just give them a few days and they'll finally come out of hiding from under the bed, you know? Just give Bobby a few days. She'll eventually start coming just, out just, of
0: the room. Just move a litter box into her room and some food and we'll be good to go <laughs> in a few days. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think it'll All be fine eventually. Like, I think Bobby will start to be more involved. But, I mean, it's only like, what, day two, day three right now? So, I mean, I don't really take much stock into like the status of their relationship right now. Sure. But if it's like this a month from now, then yeah, I could pretty much say that, right. you know, something needs to be done cuz this is how this is now like the standard. This is what's your daily life.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that leads us to the most and then I'll get save this for last cuz it's the most concerning thing he did, in my opinion, was telling her to take down all the pictures of her not I would not even ex her dead right. boyfriend. You know, yes. like, and I think that's the big difference. We've talked we've had conversations about that. And There's definitely the thought of, you know, you break up with somebody, you need to purge them from your social media. Right. And there's yeah. certainly mm-hmm. that's certainly a very popular opinion. And there's people on the other side of that. But that's not this conversation. This person right. is not an ex.
1: Yeah, um, I can kind of see how it makes him feel like maybe she hasn't moved on. Because I just don't think Taylor's reasons that she gave him were super solid. And it's not that I don't believe her. I do think she wants to have those uh, pictures up, you know, just to show her kids like, you know, we were a family before, you know, and there's no bad blood there. Uh, but at the same time, I If she's going to say that that's her reason, Chance points out a problem with her reasoning. Well, these aren't even in the kid's room. Right. You know, this is like in your room. So if it's in your room, it is for you. So why is it there? No. And I think that's the reason. I
0: I think she totally blew it in terms of what it is, because I think to me, if she would would have said something like, oh, no, like this person is the father of my children. We had a family. We never Mm -hmm. broke up. He died. And like, there's always going to be a place for me in, in my heart for him and like yeah. you're going to have to deal with that like cuz that right. that to me is reasonable and that makes sense as a person like that's not going to go away and it shouldn't i don't want you to be like oh your boyfriend died you need to forget him and get quote unquote get over him
1: right? right if you get to the
0: point where you're okay you know dating other people and you can fall in love with somebody else and that person is me that's great i don't want you to get over somebody that was taken from you that is the father of your children that's weird
1: Yeah, but does it surprise you at all? I mean, I know we had a generally good first impression of him once we actually saw him in person, right? Sure. But before we saw him, just the way Taylor talked about him, she talked about him being controlling and, you know, wanting to, you know, just control the whole situation. It doesn't surprise me. It's like what she talked about then versus the first impression versus what we're seeing now this what we're seeing now is much more in line with how she talked about him. Mm-hmm. And so him being a control freak, I must be the only man in this house. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I, I think a lot of this has a part of it, at least has to do with him just not understanding how technology progressed since he's been in jail. Yeah. Right. Because he's like, well, I understand. Why are the pictures on your phone? And I'm like, because all of everybody's pictures are on yeah. their phone? Like, where else would her pictures be? There like- isn't
1: storage <laughs> limits anymore. It's called the cloud. Right. You know? And so
0: it's very weird to me that, it, that it, it just to me as a person, he's like, well, I, I understand you need to have the pictures, but why on your phone? And I was like, because all that's of my pictures stored. are on my yeah. phone.
1: Like, Everybody stores every picture on their phone That's where pictures are nowadays. stored. And yeah. so,
0: yeah. So part of it is part of it, I think, is that. But yeah, you're right. She did say she had she did and did use the words control freak. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I'm starting to see that now, but I just I don't like, you know, the idea that someone is coming in and criticizing like your home, (laughs) criticizing where you're going to put the cups, criticizing the pictures you have up. It's like, dude, these women are like opening their homes to you who have nothing like, yeah. we'll get to it later. Echoes Kayla in other cases. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just like you should be so grateful and appreciative. I don't see why you're going around trying to make it your own and be like, that's the wrong way to do it. We should be doing it my way.
0: Yeah. And, and no. And the, the thing is that this one and we'll get to, you know, Kayla Martell. It wasn't that we should be doing it my way. It's right. that you should be doing it my way
1: Yeah, is yeah. the big,
0: is the bigger issue, right?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: All right. So speaking of people that want to do it their own way, let's go Rick oh and goodness. Radine. All right. So Radine is still on furlough for Thanksgiving. And now Ramona, Rick's roommate, is coming over, too, with a big green bean, bean casserole. So they sit to eat. And one of the places at the table is set aside for Kay, you know, Radine's girlfriend, who they FaceTime through the whole dinner because, you know, she's in prison. So Rick is confused about the nature of Kay and Radine's relationship to the point that he's like, um, am I the third wheel? (laughs) So they eat off their paper plates or whatever. And when Rick excuses himself for a cigarette, um, Radine asks Ramona about Rick, who only has good things to say. But then Ramona asks, like, what's up with this Kay woman? And Radine's like, oh, it's my girlfriend. So Ramona thinks this is unfair because she's pretty sure that Rick thought they were monogamous and also that Rick is the kind of person who's just going to try to roll with this and not put up a stink. So we also hear about how Ray, her father, found out that she wasn't straight and it involved getting caught in the clubhouse with some other people. So that was all – People, plural. Yes. That was – Weird that the family told that story at Thanksgiving, but OK.
1: Yeah, especially in front of the teenage son.
0: Yeah, it was not appropriate. It was like one of those things that like in my family would be like, this is this is a thing we never speak of. We just sure. we, this thing is a happen that we will never talk about again. So Rick is increasingly concerned about the situation, but thinks that, you know, the questions can wait because he wants to have some sex first. So she says it's been about five years since he's been with the man, which I'm very confused about the timeline because I thought she's been in prison I for 10 years. Too.
1: But maybe she got out for like a hot second. Or like and a furlough. Like or or like
0: going order their furlough again.
1: Yeah. She could have this
0: furlough know. thing five years ago. But I don't know. But anyway, she says he talks about her belly and then thankfully.
1: Yeah. That's not what you call it. Yeah. Stop.
0: Well, that's it's a weird It's a weird part of a woman's body to to talk about when you're getting intimate, I think. Um, But anyway, he's they thankfully kick out the camera crew before it gets any weirder. Well, Rick said they could stay, but they get kicked out. So anyway, Dean is we then we get the throwaway commercial segment and she's helping her mom in the kitchen and talking about her makeshift cooking from prison where she specialized in making chicken balls made with chips and a makeshift air fryer, a.k.a. a hairdryer. So back to the real story. Rick and her are in bed, which let's note Miss H does not have a headboard.
1: Uh, Yes, I noticed that. I was like, oh, he's not a real adult.
0: Yeah, I know. Half naked and talking about kitten breath, which there's a few different interpretations and I hope I pick the less gross one. Um, So anyway, I guess they did it last night. So Rick was uh, Ray Dean says that he was sweet in bed, which, again, I didn't need to hear. Um, But when he goes down to feed the dog, she says that not only is she more committed to Kay than to him, but also, you know, she was kind of thinking of um, Kay when she was with Rick last night. So when she comes down, he gives her some blueberry coffee. Yeah, which I agree was probably worse than prison coffee. I know you have no opinion, but.
1: Yeah, I don't drink coffee, but it sounds weird. It sounds it awful. It sounds bizarre. Blueberry is, yeah. the,
0: fruited coffee is not a thing. It, it Okay. Anyway, Rick says they need to have a conversation about Kay, but he wants to do that later because they're on the way back to her parents' house to get some Pittsburgh hot links. Kay calls while they're on the drive and Radine asks how, asks Rick how, she, how he feels when she talks to her. He says okay. like. Weird because I didn't know she existed before like right now. Um, but Rick Radian said she didn't want to tell Rick because she was scared of losing him. So Rick though says that at this point his trust is all gone and he's not sure where this relationship is going. So what? who what I don't I don't know what what's going on here. Why if she's more committed to Kay than to Rick, why is she even with Rick?
1: I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's giving her all that much money, right? Like, he said the amount, and it seemed like a very reasonable amount for five years. It it, It probably ended up to be a 1000 a year, which I think is, like, not enough to keep someone on the hook just because you're, like, really—he's really bankrolling something here. Right, right. So I have no idea, unless she really just wants Rick to be more of a side piece. But it's like, if that's what you're really looking for, I feel like— you could easily find someone who's, like, into that instead of someone who very clearly is committed to you.
0: Yes. it's it, it, that's, that's what's weird to me is if, if your goal is to keep him around as a side piece, then mm. why advertise something that's not that? Because that's yeah. when you're going to lose it. Like, it, it seems like if you find somebody who's into that and wants to do that, then you'll keep him around. Like, yeah. but so I don't understand why... Why do that? And she, and she pulls, of course, my favorite excuses. Was I was afraid he would leave. And I was like, yeah, he might, which is exactly why you should tell him.
1: Exactly. I don't know why, yeah, people do that. It's like, well, if they are going to leave, then obviously they disapprove of something you're doing. And therefore, you probably should tell them and let them decide for themselves.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think the weirder part is – the relationship and the way it goes with the family and this family of it just yeah. talks about things that most families would find kind of scandalous, just like as if it's like, oh, yeah, remember that time you, uh you know, got 25 nuggets in your 20 piece nugget box? That was pretty fun, right? Like they're just talking about stuff like that. It's like remember that time I found you banging two girls and had been a room.
1: Right. (laughs) It's like, hello, brother is in the room, like underage brothers in the room. Like, why are you choosing to talk about this right now? And they were like really open about it. Like it was like the most hilarious thing ever.
0: Right. Right. But I mean, to me, that's also the kind of like I do appreciate families being open and stuff like that. But I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the case of her dad, her dad, you know, struggled with drug abuse as well. It just seems like who's going to be more likely to, to, you know, try and get into drugs than somebody whose dad just their entire youth told all these crazy stories about what happened when he was high on drugs. Right. You're going to think like, oh, that's what adults do. They do drugs and they do crazy things. Okay, I see how that is.
1: Yeah, I don't know about the brother there in that situation.
0: Right. So I'm saying so the brother is like, oh, so, you know. Doing doing this sort of thing and getting caught in public, you know, with this, that's just a hilarious story that we'll tell at Thanksgiving for years and not like a horrifying thing that happened that you never want to think about again.
1: Yeah. Okay. So at one point she says something about like, oh, you and Kay are becoming friends. And it was like, why did she think that?
0: Oh, because he like put a potato up against the phone camera. Like that was it. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, so she's doing that kind of thing. Rick is and Ramona said it. Rick's a pretty accommodating guy. And he's a pretty chill. He's a pretty chill dude. Like of all the the despite what we kind of heard about him from the beginning. And so he's not going to sit there and like be standoffish and crazy and treat Kay, especially like if your girlfriend, whatever, told you that she loves this person and she might be totally committed to them. You're not going to be like, treat her like like crap, because you, know, you know that's not going to help like win your girlfriend over. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, and so
0: I feel like just basic kind of decency, and she's like, wow, they're really making, they're really hitting it off, and it's like, I don't know, man, just because he's not trying to beat her up doesn't mean that <laughs> they're actually becoming friends.
1: Yeah, I was like, mm, I think you're reading the room wrong.
0: Yeah, so the one thing I would say that Rick did wrong was that whole I want to have a conversation and hash this out.
1: But after I have sex.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: because he knows that it could go horribly wrong if he tries to advocate for, like, what he wants. And, yes, I was very bothered by that, too. Like, you're just trying to get the sex out of her first. And then you're like, now I can jeopardize the relationship. It's like. Right. eh.
0: Yeah. And then talking about her belly, which is weird. It's like I I get like you say things about butts. You say things about boobs. Like, it's just weird. It's weird. But like. Stomach.
1: Or tummy. Really into your but stomach. Belly just reminds me of like beer belly. Like
0: okay, like it like it's a it's pot belly. Not, like it's coming out. Yeah.
1: It's not sexy. Like that is not the sexy word I, for it.
0: I'm all for stomach. Tummy makes me think of a toddler. So like, oh, is your tummy okay? <laughs> I don't like yeah. tummy.
1: <laughs> yeah, tum tum.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh. All right. Uh let's move on to oh, our next housekeeping issue, uh, Kayla and Martell. So it's been a week since Martel got dropped off at the halfway house. Kayla's meeting up with Martel's mom, Day. Yes, D. D. Deidre? It was Deidre, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a great relationship and they both work together to take care of Martel. They've both been an emotional support to one another as well as Martel. Dee is emotional because she sees all of this drama finally coming to an end. She says she'll do anything in her power to make sure Martel doesn't go back to prison. We find out that Kayla lost her dad six years ago to cancer, and last December, her mother died. Kayla considers Martell's family her family, and she is so grateful to have Dee in her life. Kayla hasn't told her brothers anything about Martell, so they're going to be surprised when Kayla relocates for him. Well, they know she relocated, but finding out the reason why. Dee thinks that her family will love Martell. She believes that Martell may come across ex girlfriends when he gets out of the halfway house, but it is what it is, and she has no idea if he'll stay faithful. Later, Kayla is rushing to get Martell at the halfway house because she's allowed to because he is allowed to stay with Kayla for a couple of days. Kayla is excited for him to see her uh, their apartment. They are watching. Uh, they are wearing matching outfits, which she says could mean that they're soulmates. Martell says that he loves Kayla and her loyalty. He's critiquing the cleanliness of the stove as he grabs some snacks as he walks in the house. Kayla is annoyed because she was rushing with cooking and didn't have time to clean so she could pick him up. He then criticized the laundry laying around the house and Kayla finally just tells him to stop. Martel says that he's a clean person and it's mandatory that he be with someone who is also clean. He just try- He's just trying to set a standard for Kayla. Kayla says that he doesn't get to try and shame her for everything she's done for him over the past 13 years. Martel, Martel says all he wants to do is enjoy the house. Kayla says if he's going to act like that, then bye. And Martel takes a step outside. He calls his homeboy to come and pick him up. Martel says he wasn't telling her to do anything, but he was just asking innocent question. Kayla goes outside to try and resolve things, but Martel isn't trying to communicate. He thinks that he didn't mean to disrespect her. And if she doesn't see that, that's there's nothing he can do about that. And he's not going to change. He's not going to let anyone dictate how he should act. Okay, so after this argument, which I mean, came pretty early on in their relationship. Yeah, Well, at least from what we're seeing. uh, Would you say you're a team Kayla or team Martel?
0: Oh, team Kayla. Like that was that house was so fucking clean. That was a, <laughs> such a clean house, like compared to 99% of people's houses. Oh, and he, sure. And he's like, oh, I see a little stuff on the thing. And it, the the laundry wasn't even around the house. It was like a little bit of like the, the, the mashed potato powder when you make the instant yeah. mashed potatoes. Right. And like the laundry that I'm pretty sure was in a basket on top yes. of the washing machine. Yep. Like uh-huh. she was midway through doing a load and hadn't changed yeah. the load yet when she went to get him. And he was like, oh, you got some laundry. And the way he did it, too, wasn't just like it was like the worst. It was like, oh, I see. You suck. OK, I see how it right. is.
1: It's like to me, oh, he like a threw person. a bomb and yeah. then just like walked away from it. He's just like, and yeah, moving on to the next thing. And it's just like, no, 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 wait. You need to deal with what you just said instead of acting like no big deal. You, you're the one who got mad about it. it's your problem.
0: Yeah, and, and his, yeah, we're probably, he's like, you, you're you not, you're not up to my standards, but we're yeah. moving on, right? And in fact, what drove me the most nuts about it is he said that as he took a bag of Cheetos into his bed and said, right. I'm such and a clean person I can't, yeah. I have standards. I was like, you're eating Cheetos in
1: bed, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, he just comes off as really spoiled to me. Yeah. And. On the one hand, I really, really liked the relationship that Kayla had with uh, Martel's mom. But at the same time, with her little interview after their meetup, it's pretty clear mom is a bit of an enabler.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. Is that my son going to stay faithful? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I don't I really know. Care.
1: But it's just like, how could you talk to Kayla like that? And yeah. not care if he stays faithful. That's the thing to me that just seemed really two-faced. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, she loves Kayla because Kayla is Team Martel. At least, you know, has oh, done right, all right. the things that, you know, would uh, hold Sun down, uh, been the emotional support, financially provided. You know, that's why she likes her so much. But, you know, at the end of the day, if Martel's doing Kayla wrong, like— D's gonna stick up for Martel and to me that's just like well yeah is it Martel the one who like claimed his family has money and that sometime somehow he yeah. still ended up in a life of drug dealing and that's how he got in trouble
0: the people who are like that the the word they are is entitled right yeah because they're like whoa whoa whoa. you're telling me I can't have something that's not gonna work I'm gonna get it I'm gonna take it right right and that, yeah. that's that that's where that's how you end up in prison that's how you end up you know, yelling at the person who just bought you an apartment and kept it almost spotless and didn't yeah. do it. That's why you think you think I'm going to change. I'm not going to change. It's not going to happen. Like, don't it's not going to happen. Don't don't you be waiting for me to change. Right. You do right. whatever you need to. But don't expect anything from me. Right. It's like, no, that's what he literally told. Basically told her, don't expect anything from me. It, it's your if you want if you want to get along with me, then you make the adjustments to get along with me. I'm not doing anything. right
1: so that in itself makes me feel like he's got other options because yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, totally. people who like feel that, you know, they only have this person. They really care about this one person. You know, it's like he didn't even make it seem like he cared if he lost Kayla at all.
0: Uh, yeah, well, and there's definitely the theory going around there that he did this whole thing through the bomb. Just so it would go off and he would have an excuse to go do what he really wanted to do, which is hang with his homeboy.
1: Yeah. Right. That makes sense because he's only got two days out and about. And so it's like if he's got two days of unsupervised whatever.
0: It's not like him mm-hmm. standing her up like some other people around here. But, yeah. you know, him just being like well, she blew a gasket and I got out of there. It's her fault. Like, what are you talking about? Like, right. She wants to be with me. She's got to do better.
1: Yeah, I was a little suspicious when he was like, I called my homeboy. It's like, uh, is this the same homeboy you called? Like, you know, in the car, and you're being very secretive about it. Like, I feel like this is really another woman.
0: Yeah, it don't need to be on speaker. Well, (laughs) yeah, I think he might. (laughs) I think he has enabling enough friends that he could get a homeboy to pick him up and take him to his other woman's place.
1: Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Although I will give you this. It gave me my my favorite Quote of this episode, which was <laughs> which was bust a sud. <laughs> it's like it. why did they cleaned up sick? Like, why don't you bust a sud and wash it then?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh, these two. I feel bad for Kayla. She just seems like she's real trying and
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just it's it's not I mean, being
1: appreciated. It, it's the worst. Yeah.
0: And that, that's what it is. It's like not yeah to tr- to do something and and feel like you did so much work and have the other person just be like, oh, what? You didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just infuriating. Like, I, yeah. I, I totally see where she's coming from.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So speaking of people that are infuriating, um, we'll go to Dean oh, Harry. God. Yeah. So it's morning at Lydia's yeah. house and. You know, they're wondering where Poppy Daddy is because he just straight up never came home last night. And not only was this annoying for Indy, it's also against the rules of his parole, which state that he must stay in Lydia's house every night. So he finally rolls in at 10 at 10 a.m. acting like everything's good and doesn't even seem to understand why Indy is even upset with him. Although it seems that there is some chemical assistance to why he might be confused about things. (laughs) So... Indy asked what he was doing and he said he smoked and drank and really just doesn't really just wants Indy to stop telling him what to do like he's a child. So the conversation kind of goes all over. He says, if you're acting like this, if you ask my mom, I don't want to get married. And she says that it's been, he's been like this ever since he got to the halfway house. And he agrees and thinks that he, she was only happy when he was locked up. And as soon as he got to do anything, then she wanted to know what he was doing and bugging out at every single one of his moves you know moves like staying out all night and coming back in the morning high as a kite. Mm-hmm. So he says he's been overwhelmed by the constant stress and feels like he's not getting any of the any of the forgiveness he's he's earned. So he promises that he won't be taking any more he won't be talking to any more females so she should just trust him. But she says now's the time for action and not words and then he gives like a huge like teenager eye roll. Ugh, fine. <laughs> Anyway, so later the family is coming over to do for a do over of his release night dinner. And Harry is supposed to be on his best behavior. He's still resentful that they didn't visit him much uh, in prison as he wanted. So he starts off by apologizing, then asking them what they think of Indy, who's not there, by the way. They kind of don't want to tell him, but they do say that uh, if he wants this to last, they want it to last because they've already invested so much. Lydia's like, she's already staying at my house. So this better be a thing. Um. So Carla says that him going away really hit her hard and she really suffered while he was gone. So after they finish eating, he goes to talk to his mother in private. Eloisa wants to know if he's really serious with this girl, especially since he's got this daughter calling him daddy now. So and it's not even a concern for the daughter. It's a concern to be like, I think she's trying to do this to trap you in this relationship. But Harry says he wants to give his kid a better life than he had. And that's his jumping off point for telling us, and it seems like her, too, about, mm-hmm. you know, this a stepfather or a boyfriend she had that was abusive and um, was going on like all the time she would go out to work and leave him with him and he would abuse him and and, and, and all kinds of terrible things. So he feels like this whole conversation was a breakthrough. You know, Eloisa said I never knew and it was so hard for him. And after this, he feels like now that this is the air is clear, he can start to rebuild the relationship with his mother. So later on, the three of them, uh, meaning Indy, Harry, and uh, Nicoa, go out on, to run some errands. Harry says he needs to get his eyes checked after all that mace from prison because, yeah, that's oh. the only thing that's m- messing with his eyes. And <laughs> Indy says she has an errand too. She wants them to go see a psychic, which Harry yeah. – just like everybody else doesn't believe. He believes they go off cues and keep themselves getting paid and it's not going to take very uh, much psychic ability to realize he had a traumatic childhood and is kind of messed up. So <laughs> while they're talking it over, they get pulled over, which is an issue because Harry is driving and he doesn't have a license. So the trooper says he drifted over the yellow line and ter- ter- Harry tells him about his license situation, which is that he doesn't have one. So eventually um, the trooper just gives him a citation for driving without a license, which he has to show up to court for. So now he goes and he goes back to the car and, you know, then they have to switch places and Indy has to drive. Um, So Harry knows, though, he was a little worried because he knew when the trooper went to the car that there would be like big red flags. It is like violent, dangerous criminal. Um, So anyway, now Harry has another court date and he doesn't know how this is he doesn't know how this is going to impact his parole. But he does know that the officer wrote his race as white on the uh, citation, which he really gets a kick out of. (laughs) All right. So. Yeah,
1: maybe he thinks that's why he got out of it.
0: (laughs) Maybe he probably will. That's actually exactly why. All right. So what do you think? Is Indy correct on bugging out on every single one of uh, Harry's moves here?
1: Uh, Yeah, but Harry's been terrible. So, I mean, (laughs) it's like those people who are just like they constantly are doing things wrong. And they're like, I don't know why everyone's getting on my case about stuff. It's like because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I feel like that's what's happening here. You know, it's like he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And if he was, he would not be hearing from Indy. You're going to be getting a lot more love from her. It's like you're
0: you're bugging out on every one of my moves. And it's like, yes, because every one of your moves has been a terrible asshole move. Like if you would have been out with your buds bowling and came home at 11, nobody would have said anything to you. But when you came back in, didn't call anybody, came in the next night, you know, go out and randomly buy cheeseburgers for a bunch of people and leave everybody waiting for three hours. Yeah, that's Mm going to get you moves. It's like it's not that – Every single one, every single thing you've done, it's just you've chosen to do awful things and then you care about it.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that I find very annoying about how he deals with all that is like even when he came in the next morning, right? And he's acting like one, nothing is wrong. Indy right. has been trying to call him like a hundred times. He's got to know that she's been trying to reach him that long. Right. So mm-hmm. instead he comes in, he doesn't even start off by apologizing. He just acts like nothing is wrong. And then when she starts saying like, where were you? I've been calling. Like, then you, like your move is to get mad at the other person. I hate when people do that. Like you're trying to turn it around because your anger is more important than the other person's. You're really just trying to like deflect the situation. And it's just so annoying. It's just like, acknowledge what you did and apologize for it
0: yeah yeah it just turns into why are you trying to control me it's like i literally yeah. just asked where you were and like that doesn't work because you have right. other people that are relying on you now that's why and you owe it to them to tell them like where, where you are so if they're not sitting here worried about you staying up late you had no idea what she was doing at home like, right and
1: what if your parole officer had called or checked in like right then and, you and that's the thing too. in an uncomfortable situation that's the thing
0: too is like is is To me, it was like, no, because you're doing things that literally that night, what you did last night that you're coming in and acting like it was no big deal. And now I'm bugging out on every, single, on every single one of your moves. If your parole officer came last night, you'd be back in jail today.
1: Yeah. And then just his stupid like he was like, well, I cheated. So what? And it's just like, oh, my gosh, if you can't see what's wrong with that and not be so flippant about it. No wonder she's going to be suspicious of you all the time because you don't think it's a big deal. You cheated.
0: And, but also she doesn't know the extent of the cheating. Oh, so there's no, still more to know to, to come on that. Right. And so him being yeah. like, what? And also that, you know, that kind of uh, flippant attitude about like, what? I apologize for it. and You're still bringing it up. It was like, yeah, you yeah. apologized for it yesterday. Of course, it's still an issue. It doesn't just go away. I said the magic words and it should be gone. I don't understand. Why are you still? Yeah. Bring, you know, they keep saying like, you just keep throwing that in my face. Like, it's one thing to say that if it's like, yeah, seven years later. And they're still bringing it up all the time and, you know, things Mm -hmm. go. But, like, if it's the next week, yeah, no, they still get to throw that in your face for a little while.
1: Yeah. Okay. so let's talk about some other stuff like uh, why Harry is the way he is. Um, So he talks about, you know, the abuse of his stepdad. He also talks about how, you know, he went into prison as a kid and now he's a little bit older And I was kind of like, well, first of all, I feel like you're just a kid. You're just years, you're You're age-wise older. You're just an old kid, yeah. And to me, it's not that I don't have empathy for his situation or, and it's also that I, I understand that where he's coming from is like a place of like just hurt and trauma. But at the same time, I don't like that it's almost like he is using this as, an excuse or it's like his reason why he is the way he is. But to me, it's like, yeah, we understand where you're coming from now, but you can't have that kind of self-awareness and say, yeah, this is the reason why I am the way I am. And then just like, and then like, that's it. That's That's the reason I accept it. Like this, this terrible thing happened to me in my life. And that's why I am the way I am. End of story. Like it shouldn't be like that. No, it's like you now, you know, it's like we'll break the cycle. Don't be such an asshole to the next people. You know, it's like, sure. Oh, my goodness. So that just really frustrated me. I mean, I I did feel for him. I'm not saying I didn't because before this Harry's not my favorite person. He's still not my favorite person but it's just like yeah i have a little bit more empathy where he's coming from yeah
0: i mean sure the empathy and obviously that was what happened to him was terrible but mm-hmm. at a certain point you are responsible for your actions and yes. like mm-hmm. and you and and to say well yeah this horrible thing happened to me and this is why i feel the way i feel and this is why i have mm-hmm. the impulses i have doesn't mean that therefore i can do, act on those impulses and right. I get to it do it. It should everything. be okay because I have be okay. a
1: justifiable reason. And
0: that's not true because now yeah. you're turning something from a reason and a traumatic experience into an excuse. I should be yes. excused for these things because of right. X, Y, Z. And yeah. that's not the way it works. Like if you're not using that information, that self-awareness to better yourself, then mm-hmm. it's then you're just making excuses for yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. So that's what I especially found frustrating about like, his whole explanation of it, but I mean, you know, it it is sad. It's sad, especially when you start to realize that a lot of these people that you know are in prison doing things like this, they they come from like very like uh very tra- traumatized and often broken homes. Sure. So it it is sad to see that there is such a high group like that. All right, uh, let's move on to our last. Couple Thrupple. We got a
0: third person on the card this time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We've got Tiffany and Kevin and uh, Curtis now. So Darla, Kevin's mom, comes to visit him. Uh, We find out that it's been two weeks since Tiffany has been in the halfway house and now she's getting released. Kevin is planning on rolling up on her because he wants to know why she told him not to come pick her up. And he wants to know who's going to pick her up and what she's hiding. Darla is suspicious that Tiffany's not communicating the same way that she was before. Darla thinks he shouldn't go and he should be prepared just to walk away. Kevin is hoping to get the bottom of the bullshit. Curtis, uh, the other dude, is getting excited to pick Tiffany up. He says that they're just friends, but he's hoping for something else. And Curtis gets a waffle made for Tiffany and puts it on a plate to give to her when he picks her up. So he's going to drive with this waffle on a plate. Of course, Curtis is an idiot and puts his elbow in a syrup filled waffle. And then to add more idiocy, he tries to lick the syrup off of his elbow, which we all know. It's well known
0: like it's a whole elementary school thing. Try to lick your elbow. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you just can't. Stupid. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Kevin is staked out at the halfway house when what he refers to as a weenie ass dude pulls up. Kevin knows him because they know some of the same people. Tiffany gets out of the halfway house and Kevin hollers at her, but she just power walks by him with a brief hi. She walks straight to Curtis's car and Kevin asks if that's her new boo as Tiffany power walks back to the halfway house to get more of her stuff. Tiffany says she didn't want the extra stress of having to define the relationship with Kevin. So that's why she asked her friend Curtis to pick her up. Kevin and Curtis exchange some words, calling each other losers. Kevin doesn't want to let it go. Tiffany says relationships on the outside should be just taken with a grain of salt. She knows that Kevin's a player, and that had her worried. Curtis feels like he's won, so at this point, Kevin is just trying to talk shit and rile them all up. Tiffany can't handle the drama, so she hides out in the production van as Curtis and Kevin get in each other's faces. Curtis calls him tiny, as Kevin calls him a weenie, and Curtis invites him to hit him And he's saying this while getting in his face with his hands behind his back. So Kevin hits him and Curtis (laughs) falls to the floor with his hands still behind his back. Oh, man. Wow. These two. Yeah. All right. So are you Team Kevin or Team Curtis?
0: Oh, man. I went back and forth a lot of times on this because, I mean, Team Weenie or Team Weenie or Team Third Grade? Um, Yeah. because okay so before we get to it i mean they're they're both garbage so mm-hmm. it's just i could not stop laughing at two dudes that looked Exactly the same as each other.
1: Yeah, just one is like a few inches taller. Look at you! Yeah. You look
0: so dumb. I can't look at your stupid face. Look at your stupid clothes. I was like, you're wearing the same clothes and you have the same face. You look exactly the same. They're both
1: patted out. They both got like the fa- same facial hair. They're both wearing like the trucker hat. They both got like
0: the trucker hat backwards. They have the same t-shirt, the same like you know cap cut t-shirt, that's cut real real tight. Right. Like the same Fitted, tight t-shirt. One's with the driving it. One's driving a sports car. The other one's driving a truck. Like, they truck, both have, like, yeah. you know, uh penis compensating cars that they're driving. Like, they're yeah. the same person. And, right, like, the right. fact that they were both like, you look so dumb. You're a weenie. Oh, my goodness. But I kept going back and forth, like, thinking about this as to whether, like, Curtis is dumb. Right? Yes.
1: So dumb. I feel like production totally trolled at,
0: him. At the end of the day, Curtis fucked around and found out.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: But... Also, Kevin waited until somebody had his hands behind his back before he punched him. Like, that's kind of a sucker punch. Like, even if he says, go ahead and punch me, I'm going to be like, now you better put your hands up, dude. We're going at it. Like, don't punch somebody with their hands behind their back, man. That's right. That's 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 that that's a weenie move. Like, oh, he put his (laughs) hands behind his back and that's when you punched him. Okay, buddy. Great. Even if you did knock him out. Right. And so it was just going back and forth. But at the end of the day, ah, Curtis is dumber. Like, why did he even get out of the truck? Yes. Why did he even yes, get out of the truck? It would been like, all right, buddy, later. The see girl's up, with me. Uh, we'll see you. Like,
1: I won later. Because yeah. he even says, like, I won. It's like, well, you're not acting like you won.
0: Yeah. I would just be like, all right, you keep sitting there and shouting at me, buddy. Like, later. I'm going to go, you know. <laughs> I probably would have be been like, I'm going to go have sex with your girlfriend now.
1: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, God. Like, <laughs> well, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is I feel like uh Curtis could have, or I guess it's more Tiffany's place. Tiffany could have just explained it to Kevin. Yes. You know, and then stopped this whole thing from happening. Because the way she explained it, regardless if it's true or not, because if you ask me, I don't really believe what Tiffany had to say about it. But I mean, the way she explained it seemed like a pretty decent explanation. Like, hey, listen, Curtis is just a friend. I didn't want to worry about you know, what this meant for a relationship if you came and picked me up. So I just had my friend Curtis to pick up because I want to figure out how I feel about you first before actually seeing you and having these expectations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit to that. I think she was just getting tired of Kevin and was like, yeah. eh, I don't want that guy picking me up. Like, I am want somebody right. else picking me up. Which is probably why he probably acts like this. Like, this is definitely... You know, another exhibit for Kevin being like, I just don't like the drama. And it's like, really? Because I feel like you just specifically came and sought out and created drama in this oh, in yeah. this scenario.
1: Yeah. Staking out. Come on. You think there's not going to be drama after that? It's ridiculous.
0: Right. And they did. It wasn't like he just, oh, OK, you're going home with him. He was like, you're going home with him? He's a weenie. He's a weenie. Is that your boo? Is that your boo? Huh? Huh? What's going on, yeah. man? Like, come on. Like, he he was the instigator of most of the drama. Now, again. Curtis is definitely not in here because he's mugging at Kevin just as much as anything else. Like, oh, yeah. I got it. I'm carrying the boxes out. <laughs> like, it's just everybody's dumb. Everybody's just <laughs> infuriating.
1: Yeah. It did make me feel like Tiffany wasn't trying to cause drama the way she hid out in the production van.
0: Yeah, but she could have neutralized the drama instead of just being oh, yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe these guys are fighting over me. Oh, <laughs> hang over here. Uh, right. So I don't like Tiffany either. So, <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I didn't say I was team anyone. Everybody, really, everybody's but, a hoe. Yeah.
0: Apparently, that's what that's what according to Kevin, she's a hoe. Now you're a hoe. I like. I don't. I don't know how that works. Is it is <laughs> hoe ability transferable in Kevin's definition? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have
1: no idea. All right. So uh, we didn't hear from who? Uh, Lacey and Antoine. Think uh I don't right? know, I think there was a rumor going around that he actually ended up going back to prison pretty quickly after he got released.
0: Oh, that would make sense if they're slow walking this story. We're like seeing him every other week. And it wasn't yeah. even it was a small segment last week.
1: Right, with the mom. So, so I think sounds they like just they're don't trying have to, that much. Yeah,
0: so yeah. we're trying to stretch this this one out. I believe that.
1: Possibly. At. Possibly. Okay, so uh who was your student of the week?
0: I I went with Kayla. Like I she put too. that apartment together, she it was clean, she was right to get angry about it and pretty much right and in everything say, she said.
1: Yes, and even her version of angry was pretty like reasonable. Right. She's like, don't call me. Don't shame me for this. Mm-hmm. You know, she stood up with for herself without being unreasonable, just yelling for the sake of yelling. Sure. You know, she was willing to have a conversation. Martel was the one who, like, decided to stonewall her and like not have a conversation about it.
0: Yeah. 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 She. And, yeah. yeah. And, and especially the and she had the relationship with his mom and everything. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your dunce?
0: I went with Kevin at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> he did sucker punch the guy. And um, like, and he didn't need to be there in the first place. And when he was yeah. there, he didn't need to hang around trying to egg him on into, into doing something dumb. Like, so.
1: Right. Right. Uh, so, my dunce was actually Radine. Just, yeah. come on. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just going to. And the thing is that she didn't even bother to tell Rick about Kay before she just, like, pretended like, oh, you know, uh, K. you know, you know, Kay yeah, Kay, my girlfriend, like, everybody else knows you and, like, doesn't even bother to, like, say anything to him. Just, like, yeah. tries to slip it in there and act like everything's fine. Oh, you're not okay with that? Well, if you're not okay with that, bye. Yeah,
0: it does. She tra- it, she definitely dropped it in there as if it was just, like, a known thing Common that we've talked yeah. about already. And it was like, but you know you haven't. Well, yeah, right. I agree with that. Right.
1: Yeah, okay, what about your life lesson?
0: So my life lesson is that, like... And this goes for a lot of people. We saw it. For, I would say Chance, definitely Martel, certainly mm-hmm. Harry. Like freedom doesn't mean you just get to do whatever you want all the time. Um, yeah, right. Freedom. It's and like that's, what it, that's what it came was. And I, 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 granted, I did see somebody use this word online. It was like freedom comes with responsibility. And like yeah. I don't get to do everything I want because I have responsibilities. Um, right. And I don't just get to drop everything and go out all night and leave my kids here. Right. Because I right. felt like hanging out with my boys. because And it's not because there's some warden telling me what to do and some mom trying to make me feel live my life a certain way. It's because I have things that need to get taken care of because I'm an adult. And right. so when you're when you have freedom, you have responsibility.
1: Yeah, definitely. OK, so my life lesson is directed at Curtis. Uh, if you've won, be a graceful winner and don't engage with sore losers. Uh, you're yeah. the winner. So take the high road. Just walk away. Like there was no reason for Curtis to have to walk back and get in Kevin's face. Like Kevin's a sore I little loser. little faces like,
0: at him. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just because he kind of did force Kevin's hand to make the point. Mm-hmm. Not force his hand because this is just a stupid toxic masculinity way of thinking right he's like you had the upper hand the only way he could get the uh, the only way he could make himself look better than you in the situation mm-hmm. was through violence that's all that was left yeah, yeah. right he wasn't gonna win because you had the girl you had the thing so you and then to invite that violence and not yeah
1: makes no damn sense
0: not good not that makes right. no sense mm-hmm
1: Oh, these people. All right. So uh, we're just getting started with this group. Uh, so we'll be back uh, same time next week. That's right. Okay. Until then. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.